2: It is emergency relief. Struggling Americans are going to go to their mailboxes and find four-figure checks to help with their bills.
1: We are giving them more money for hospitals, more money for the front line.
2: People need help, and money is the answer. It's been described as a wartime level of investment into America, a $2 trillion rescue package to confront the coronavirus pandemic. It's the largest economic stimulus measure in modern history and authorizes direct payments to taxpayers, loans to small businesses, and creates a $500 billion corporate bailout fund. Hi, I'm Scott Sams. This is KRLD In-Depth. Thank you for joining us. So now we know exactly what the stimulus is. The obvious question now is, how will it affect you, your family, your friends, your home, everything really around you? For answers, KRLD's Chris Summer sat down with KRLD business
1: analyst David Johnson. Where is the biggest chunk of this $2
0: trillion going? Well, I... I you know, the overall effect of this is to to be sure that when we all come out of hiding, that we've got places to shop, jobs to go back to, and that life can get back to normal. And so it's really spread around. On the one hand, it's to hold the hands of all of the individuals who have been furloughed or laid off or whatever. And there's a layer of packages. But this grant that's coming directly from the government, the state uh, help that comes along, but the idea is to keep them going. And then uh, the idea is to keep the doors open uh, on businesses and with an incentive to, uh, you know, to keep your workers. And, and, and in many cases, these grants will be forgiven, that it's, it's a loan from the government, but they'll forgive the loan if you hang on to the substantial number of your workers. And I don't know, Chris, I mean, not to be picky, but I had been referring to this as a stimulus program. This really is an aid package. This is, you know, to keep the wheels on the system. And then a few weeks from now, hopefully not much more than that, then we're going to talk about a stimulus plan, and that will be the one that comes out and and boosts the economy. Right now, this is first aid. What does this mean for individuals? A lot of folks are
1: still wondering, am I going to get a check? When am I going to get a check, David?
0: And they're asking, how much? Well, if you're going to get a check, be prepared to wait a very long time. I mean, you know, you it's trite. You hear a lot of the check is in the mail. But ideally, what they're going to do is is to those who are entitled to payments, we'll go through that in a minute, they're going to try to do it electronically. So, if over the last couple of years you filed your your income tax report, and if you provided your bank account so that the money would directly be put into your account, or conversely, if you owed money and just you know gave them a bank account so they could directly draft your account, then they have all that, that information, and that's the mechanism that will be used to determine who gets the checks, when they get the checks. So the direct payments to individuals twelve hundred dollars per taxpayer if you have income up to seventy five thousand dollars at that point they start phasing it back and at ninety nine thousand you don't get anything now families are also gonna get five hundred dollars per child and here's the interesting thing is they're gonna predicate this on your most recent tax filing like I say you need to have the electronic information Embedded with the IRS so that they have it, so that they so you can get your check. But they're going to go look back at the most recent filing. So, let's say you had a good year in 2018 and earned ninety-nine thousand dollars. So you're not going to be entitled to anything. But maybe you had a bad year last year. Well, hurry up and file electronically and file right away, so they can get that information. So that they know that in 2019, you only earn $75,000 or $74,999 and and you're going to get a check. Uh, Conversely, I would guess if you had, you know, a bad year two years ago and a good year last year, then maybe you ought to delay in filing.
1: Is it the same thing, David? Let's say, for example, a family had a child. In 2019, and would it be the same thing for them? It would be to their advantage to go ahead and file.
0: Oh yeah, sure. I mean, you gotta let them, you, you gotta let them know. You gotta let them know. Uh, so it, it would certainly be to your advantage to file and to file sooner than later. And you know, a lot of this money's going to trickle on down to small business owners, medium-sized business owners, and they may have been dodging phone calls from from the bank. Well, stop dodging. Because that's the mechanism that's going to be used to get you your money. It'll be through your community bank, your individual bank. They'll it'll be backed by the SBA so they won't have any qualms in, in loaning your money so that you know you can get the, the, the quickie mart back open or keep it open. And and uh, and keep, keep the employees on. But you know, this is the whole thing is how do you I mean it's one thing to have all this money available but how do you get it out? And go back to what we were talking about at the beginning. If you're waiting on a check in the mail, you're going to be waiting two months from now. I mean, just physically printing checks and putting them in envelopes and getting the post office to deliver them. And it, it's just you're going to be at the, the bottom rung, you know, of, of who's going to get money. And so that's why that IRS electronics are so important. That's why, the, you know, communication with individual bankers. Uh, is so important so that those loans can go back out. It's, um, you know, I know to you, Chris, $2 trillion doesn't sound like a lot of money. But the fact is, it's hard to spend that much money. So did
1: I hear you mention, David, that in return for this help from Washington, the federal government is going to take a stake in some of these companies for now?
0: Yeah, and some of the companies, uh, one of the things we heard uh, Thursday morning from Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, was that uh, in the case of, of airlines, that there was a pool of money that was available out there. And I think it was, if memory serves, $50 billion. And uh, $25 billion would be in loans, but $25 billion in grants. And, and in those cases where the airline took the money, that the government would become a part owner. Now, there's precedent for this, and you may remember, well, I I remember, you may not, but many, 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 many years ago, we bailed out Chrysler, and the government took a stake in it and ultimately made money out of it. And more recently, I think the same thing was true with GM and some of the outgrowths of, um, you know, 08 and 09 and and, and the tough times there. It was interesting and, and, believe it or not, very reassuring to the marketplace the other day that when Boeing came out and said, well, now, well, now, wait a minute. We could we could use a loan to keep the wheels going, but we don't want the government to own part of us. and And if that's if that's the criteria, then we have other avenues to pursue, and we don't need the government money. Well, I mean, on the one hand, it was kind of interesting to say we don't want the government, you know owning part of the company, but the other was Boeing, this big company that we know has been laboring with the 737 MAX and everything else, actually came out and said, you know, we've got other lenders that we can go to. We don't need you. That really was reassuring. I saw Boeing stock go up about $20 a share just on that comment alone.
1: Wasn't it the same thing, David, with Ford Motor Company in 'oh nine? GM and Chrysler took the money, but Ford said, we don't want it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I believe that's right. And and um uh, you know, everybody's got to make their individual decisions. I think it's going to come down to the airlines making some individual decisions. Uh and it's going to take, you know, a lot of individual companies out there are all handling this differently. Is it was, you know, what sort of government aid you're going to ha- take and, and what strings are going to be uh, attached to it? Uh, you know, if I have to keep employees on that otherwise I I really can't afford they may, may choose not to, but uh, everybody's going to school on this one now. Hey, you know, Chris, another aspect, too, that they got lost in all this is $150 billion for state and local governments. Um, think about that. I mean, think about, think about the ways that um, the city of Dallas gets money in. There is a, a hotel occupancy tax, which is quite substantial, and a rental car tax, which is quite substantial. And so the argument has always been, well, you know, you're getting money out of people that are that are coming into the city, and you're not taxing the citizens, and you know, well, well, they're not coming in, and and none of that money is coming in, and and what about you know convention centers and public facilities that that aren't being used and are, and are non-productive, but you still have to air condition and maintain and everything else.
1: And I know you have talked recently with several of the restaurant owners. They are being devastated during this whole thing. You talked about how this money trickles down to the small businesses. How does this help these restaurant owners who are just getting beaten to death right now?
0: Well, I don't know. I, I we're going to we're going to have to have to see and see if it's enough and see if it can can help them out. But the idea is that They would get some direct aid, which they, in turn, would pass on down, you know, to the individuals, you know, who are are displaced. But everybody's got their money, their hands out. I saw a story Thursday that, uh, you know, Cheesecake Factory? Oh, yeah. And they own own Grand Lux and everything else. Well, they've got uh, 300 locations that are spread across the country. They're big, enormous things. And they're in malls and they're freestanding and they're in strip centers. And they said, oh, by the way, we're not going to pay our rent uh, during the month of April. Uh, It's just, it's too tough out there. And so we're not going to pay rent. (laughs) Well, there are a whole lot of landlords who are going to get stiffed by the Cheesecake Factory and and grand luck. So it's not just the individuals who are not serving or cooking or are greeting at the Cheesecake Factory. You know, it's it's the guy who is trying to, you know, trying to make a living as a landlord. There are a lot of, you know, the more you think about this, you see the the trickle through of how the economy works. You know, we were thinking about uh, a lot of individuals have become entrepreneurs because of Airbnb. You know, you got an extra house. Well, instead of selling it, you'll just rent it out. And that really worked. And so you say, well, you know, uh, my neighbor's going to sell a house. And and it's over near AT&T Stadium. And we know there are enough functions. And we can put it on Airbnb. And and all of a sudden, that goes on. And and in other places, you have just individuals that are owning lots of condominiums at South Padre or in Florida or, you know, in Europe. And, And you put them on Airbnb. And you get the cash flow and everything else. Well, all of a sudden, nobody's traveling, nobody's staying in any of those places, but you have mortgages on all those places.
1: Think about it. So we got this huge number on weekly jobless claims today, 3.3 million. Then you had Treasury Secretary Mnuchin come out and say, well, that number is not relevant because he claims with the stimulus, businesses are going to hire a lot of these people
0: back. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, you know I, I, on on one level I, I kind of agree with him and I, and the thing is, I don't know if it's true. I mean I, I, how do you how do you calculate that? I mean, how can you keep up with the numbers? There was a story, I guess it was late Wednesday, the Texas Workforce Commission was hiring another one hundred people just to to facilitate all these claims that were coming through. So you know the number is probably a lot higher than that. Um but again maybe the reassuring thing is it, this is not 2008 this is not 2009 this is not a financial crisis we were in great shape before this and that's one of the reasons we hear a lot of fed officials and a lot of really really very bright economists and and uh, business people saying we're going to have a very sharp and deep recession But it will be very short-lived, and we will turn around and come right back out of it. I don't know if it's going to be a V-shaped recovery where you go straight down, bounce, and go straight back up. But it's certainly not going to be an L, you know, where you drop like a rock and move sideways for a long time.
1: David, the fact that we have seen a 3,000-point move to the upside for the Dow in the last three days, trying to get a three-session win streak, what does that mean in the grand scheme of things here? Well,
0: two two things. One is, uh, you know, you start out with, with this thing, and, and nobody really knows how to handle it, and no businesses know how to handle it. And so there's a knee-jerk reaction to sell everything. Uh, businesses have a lot of money that's invested in the marketplace, credit markets, equity markets, other places. And you hear about them drawing down the credit line so they, they have the money available in case it really gets bad. And so that, the way you do is you, you, you sell stuff. You liquidate. And so you just sell everything. And so at some point, you know, you get everybody comfortable. And so they've raised enough money. And then you start looking around and say, gee whiz, you know we were, we were making fun of, I don't know, 10 days or so ago. Netflix was down. Netflix was getting killed. Well, why would you sell Netflix? Everybody's at home. Nobody has anything to do. There are no sports contests to watch on television. People who have never discovered Netflix in their life are going to discover Netflix, and maybe you can grab them. I mean, how many businesses, you know, should actually do well in a situation like this? Pharmaceutical companies. So now the marketplace goes back in and says, well, you know, we really kind of overdid it on Netflix or Procter & Gamble or Kimberly Clark or whatever it is. And then the fact is we killed all the community banks because we figured, you know, interest rates are low. They're not making any money anyway. But now all the community banks are the ones that are going to be paying out all this money to the small businesses and medium-sized businesses. You say, well, maybe I want to go back in. And all of a sudden you begin to see the banking sector begin to pop back up. So they're beginning to make a distinction between the good guys and the bad guys. And what we also see, which is always true, is they always overdo it. They always overshoot to the downside. And so now we come back. Now we just hope we've got some good news. We've got the legs of those stools. We've got the Fed doing its job. We've got the first big monster package coming out of Congress. Now we need, we need to see some improvement in the hospitalization rate. We need to see some breakthroughs in pharmaceuticals. And by golly, we're going to be all right. And as an asterisk it sure be nice to see the Saudis and the Russians, and for that matter, West Texas, get all together and uh, try to do something about the price of crude. I mean, it's nice to have, you know, dollar gasoline, but the fact is it really puts a lot of people out of work and really stresses a lot of economies. Amen to that. And finally, before we let you go, you
1: mentioned when we started this conversation, David, that this is more of an aid package from Washington and that there could be a quote-unquote stimulus package coming down the road later. Everybody's worried about number one right now. Is it possible that there could be more money
0: going out to individuals in a second chunk at some point? You know, I don't know exactly what the aid package is going to look like, but there's going to be an aid back. I mean, there's going, I mean, a stimulus package. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where it goes, but yeah, there's going to be a stimulus package. And it may be, you know, it may, it may be an abatement. You know, the president early on was talking about this six and a half percent payroll tax that both employers and employees pay. Well, put me back to work, but for two or three months, you know, don't make me pay you know the wage tax and and so that is an effect putting money in my pocket that is that is a stimulus package i don't know what form it's going to take but there's going to be one and and i look forward to it cuz that'll mean that that the worst is over and now we can all go back to normal and go to the movies and go out to eat and you know go go see that beautiful new Texas Ranger stadium <laughs>
2: This has been KRLD's In Depth. And of course, we invite you to download all of our in depth podcasts. You can do that on radio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And on the radio, of course, we have continued in depth team coverage for you on News Radio 1080 KRLD. Thanks for listening.
1: T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours